Hey guys, welcome to the Lance Podcast. On today's episode, we'll be doing a preview of the Western Conference and also our predictions for the regular season awards. So without further ado, let's get into it. Hey guys, welcome back to the Lance Podcast. So before, we are going to do a full-on preview of the West and the East, but we thought we'd break it up into a two-part. So we've got the West today. We're not going to waste any time, but before we get into it, Locke, what's going on, man? Not much, mate. It's uh, NBA's back, opening day. Yeah, we're, we are recording this on the 22nd of December, 23rd for us in Australia. But yeah, NBA's back. We saw Brooklyn get a good little win over the Warriors. Bit of a beatdown there, wasn't it? <coughs> yeah, they were uh, outmatched there by a bit of class of the... Of um, sorry, the Nets. The saw the, Steve Nash's first win. Yeah, as a head coach. As a head coach, um, and then we saw Kyrie Irving had twenty six points, and KD had twenty two on the game as well. They looked pretty good, actually. It's a good little. That's a deadly combo, eh? Yeah, no, definitely. I, I think it's a it's gonna be a lethal combo out there. It's gonna be some interesting basketball to watch out in the East. Yeah, no, it's definitely gonna be interesting. I mean, they just showed in one game that they can beat the powerhouse of the East, but you never know. There's still plenty more games to go, but. We're going to talk about our West, okay? So we're going to get into it. We're going to do the first uh, conference, not conference, sorry, first division, the Northwest. So the first team we're going to get off the rab, the cab off the ranks, is the Utah Jazz. So Utah had not a major off-season in terms of acquisitions and losses. They didn't, they uh, lost, they, they didn't really lose anyone off the top of their head, but they added Derek Favors. He's back. back. He's back from... He's Back from the Pelicans, only on a one, basically kind of like on a loan there. So he's back from the Pelicans. They didn't really lose anyone in particular or of decent decent stature to them. No, they got back Boyan Bogdanovich, who missed out of the bubble. He decided to sit out, which he's a key piece for their role into potentially the playoffs. No, he definitely is. And they also re-signed Jordan Clarkson, which was also another key piece for them coming off the bench, who adds a definite firepower. He could be... A potential six-man candidate one yeah, day, absolutely. or potentially this year as well. Absolutely, I think um, his scoring presence off the bench is uh, perfect, and what definitely what the need uh, the Utah Jazz need, especially with uh, Utah, we don't they don't always want Donovan taking all the shots and all take a little bit of pressure off him. And we also signed saw the big contract extension of Rudy Gobert. Yeah, I think that was a it was kind of a move where the Jazz they needed to re-sign him but he's getting big money I don't know I don't know if I would have signed him to that much money I mean 205 5 years that's it's yeah look it's a bit of coin it's a big coin but I think at the end of the day it saves him walking they did the safe option and they've re-signed their center and I think he's he suits the Utah system so long as Quinn Snyder is the coach he's going to fit there although he will fit in other systems he just fits perfectly in that little system they're full of you know the Utah Jazz are, are full of almost European team almost they've got lots of different um Nah, nationalities. nationalities on their team, especially a couple Aussies. Yeah, they've got Joe Ingles. Joe Ingles. Oh, they also now. they also lost uh, Royce O'Neal. He went to the Thunder. Yeah, That's so he, piece. he's gone. But he yeah, was actually a nice little piece. There. Potentially, they're still going to be in the in the playoffs for me. Yeah, they'll still be in the playoffs. You can never rule out Donovan Mitchell, and I think the way they play, selfless basketball, and don't forget they still have Mike Conley there, and I think that he will only get better as he learns to play with yeah, I think, Donovan Mitchell. I think even still having Conley, that's kind of like another acquisition too because he never really got acclimated into the system. And I think now that they've got their full strength team back, it's going to be a lot easier for him to get different situations. And 
he's got to be that guy where Donovan Mitchell can lean on offense to just go out and get you a bucket at some times because he's still capable to do that. Yeah, definitely. I think, yeah, I think they they, did, they didn't do anything great um, and they didn't do anything amazing either, uh, bad either. They made a couple of trade. One obviously traded Royce O'Neal to the Thunder, but apart from that, not nothing you know outstanding. Nothing that shocked us. Nothing that blew us away. Um, and I, I'd probably give them around, probably maybe just a B. Yeah, just it, a B for their off season. Wasn't the worst off season, but wasn't the best. I mean, getting that re-signing the. Senor Rudy Gobert, so one of their bigger players, that was probably their biggest win. I still think that that will be, you know, a contract that you look back in two, three years' time that could age pretty badly because I think that's a lot definitely, of money. Definitely, I mean, he... So long as the way the league's going, you know, centers need to develop their outside game. Obviously, he's never going to... Most, look, by the looks of it, he'll probably never, really, never have that outside game. He does mm-hmm. have a, not, you know, a decent vision on him, but he's not going to be able to add that three-point shot. Uh, not that we can see of as as far, but he's better as a rim running center. And the unfortunate thing is, uh, you see it a lot in the league. Centers like that, they just get played off easily because you know the modern day center can can handle the ball, can pass the ball, and they see the floor a lot better and they move their feet quicker. So, you know, you're definitely correct with when you come to terms with the that contract could age. And however, if he if he can find system, find stay in the Utah Jazz system and it stays the same then uh, I think he'll be fine. Yeah, I don't think it's... I don't think it's the worst signing we've seen this past couple of months. I think that one will probably be Gordon Haywood. But, you know, he, he's he's proven to be healthy and he's always always on the court. And he's got high production and high value when he's on the court. So Utah kind of had to make that move. We'll move on to Utah now. We're going to talk about Juice's team, which is the OKC Thunder. They had a pretty big off-season. They probably had one of the most... What an off season with a lot of moves, Probably a lot the busiest of transactions. Off season we've had for a long time. Yeah, for a while. I mean, we'll get we'll do their losses first. They traded away Chris Paul to the Suns. They traded they traded uh, Stephen Adams to the Pelicans. They lost Danilo Gallinari. He walked free agency to the Hawks. They also traded Dennis Schroeder. The uh, the one player that they still have, which is their probably their centerpiece now, is Shade. Yeah, definitely. Look, I think the way in which we were moving, we did the right idea. There was a couple of other teams that have had an opportunity to do what the Thunder have, and unfortunately, uh, they haven't, and, you know, that's probably cost them. However, Sam Presley's done, and I think he's done an excellent job in trading away his stars, and he's, he's, he's quite loyal to his to his stars. You know, he, he does listen to where they want to go and try to get them to the place where they want to play. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's a, uh, it's a really good sign of a... a a good GM there that is loyal to his players, but I think he's also done a good job for the association in terms of that we have stockpiled draft picks and it's what we need for the future. Even though we're going to be like Brooklyn Nets a couple of years ago, where we where they just were taking on big contracts and big players that had, you know that weren't that great but had ugly contracts, and we just took them on and eventually either waived them or traded them away for more picks. Yeah. However, hoping that we can do something like Brooklyn and eventuate into some good first round and definitely high first round draft picks. And with trading Stephen Adams <clears throat> and actually Danilo Gallinari counts as well, that we get two of the biggest trade exceptions in the NBA. One, the biggest one sits with, who was it, sorry? It would have been Charlotte, Charlotte uh, Boston, Gordon Boston. Hayward. Boston had... 27 mil. Yeah, 27 mil. Uh, Stephen Adams sits just below that at about 22, 23 mil. And Danilo Gallinari has a trade exception for the Thunder, uh, and that was created 
and that gives him about 17 and a half as well. What was he traded for? Because technically, I thought he was just a free agent. No, he did, I can't remember what he was traded they, for. They must have done a sign and trade for him. They must have that done a sign and like trade. Second or first rounder, maybe, round something, like that. something like that. Would, so, it wasn't any players off the top no, of No, there was heads. no players that went to the Thunder from the Hawks, but I think it was just more... His, they created a trade exception around him, which means there is potential that these draft picks could be used for trades. I think I think a lot of these, these drafts that they... I mean, a lot of the picks that they've gotten in return... He's gotten what, like fifteen or seventeen first round picks. Yeah, you're gonna hit. You're gonna have to hit gold on one of them. It's just that's, definitely. It's gonna, it's gonna have to happen. With, but the thing is, because he's getting all these first round picks, if his team is like a like a top three, top three, top three worst seeds, he's a guaranteed at a top five pick. Yeah. So if they tank for two three years, they'll get two top five guaranteed picks. Well, that's the thing. Just their picks, not yeah, not anyone else's. We, our own picks will turn into top five, top ten lottery picks. Based off the fact that if we do come 13th, 14th in the West, there is a chance that we get our own high pick. Plus, you know, in each the next upcoming drafts, we have at least almost four to five picks in each draft, and that's including first and second. The one, the, the best trade they did wasn't, I don't think, this offseason. I think it was last offseason because the Clippers, man, like, I don't know what's going to happen with them. If they don't have a good season this year, I reckon Kawhi could just walk. Crazy to say, but I, could, I, can, I reckon I could see him just walking to the other team. Go play for the Lakers. Potentially, yeah. There's there's potential for that. But yeah, there's look, we've done a good job. And I think, and you know, the other side of that, not drafting, you could definitely use some of those future, future first round picks to even draft for a superstar because that is on a bigger contract. Because you have these trade exceptions, yeah. this can allow for someone that's on a massive contract that's a superstar that is relatively young in the league that potentially might go out and, and, and try pair him with a Shea Gilgis whether that be a, a forward and a big or, yeah, or a guard. So it'd be interesting to see what we do. It, look, we're not. I'm not expecting anything massive from the no, Thunder. No, you'll, you'll probably be the worst, be the worst team in the NBA. Yeah, look, and but, you know what? I'll but take I that. Think, I, think, I think that's what a lot of teams should try to do. That's what I think. That's what I want my Pistons to do. I want them to go terrible for two, three years, get guaranteed first picks, like top five picks or top ten picks, and then go and just mould them into stars. Yeah, well, that's what I mean. We've, we've, done, the, we've done the right job by drafting... Darius Baisley, he looks like he's a yeah man. He's, a good good, he's looking like a real good player. And we've already we, we got an excellent steal in Shea Gilgis. Yeah, he's which is he's a bucket. <clears throat> which is what you want, and we talk about it later. But we we both agree that he's arguably could be the most improved player this season with yeah. the potential of the team around him. He'll be more. We'll talk about him more later in the in the, in the episode. But yeah, but yeah, there's definitely room for him to improve this year, especially with the team around him. So. It's going to be interesting to see where we go, but I'm happy for us to, you know, come 13th or 14th, maybe even last in the West. Yeah, I'd, because, I'd be happy for you guys too. And at the end of the day, it sounds funny to say that, but I'm happy because we actually have good backing behind us with our GM, but we also have good first round draft picks, you know, throughout, not just ours, but we have other teams as well. Yeah, for me, I think it'll be kind of like a rebuild of what the Boston Celtics did. They just acquired a lot of draft picks and then they you know, lucked out on a couple of them. You know, they lucked out, got the first pick and then traded down and got another first round pick and got Jason Tatum. You know, they also got a couple really good steals in the draft, you know, and they and you see it now. They have heaps of first round picks on their roster, but they will trade some. But what I like is the addition of our Horford. Even though his contract's terrible, there's no one else you're really paying on that roster. And you, if he plays a good couple games or a good half season... You could even flip him because a team that's a contender might say, okay, we got a cap space, we'll go give him a crack because he can still play. And then they also added Royce O'Neal too. But, you know, I, I, I really do like what they're doing. But they're also, who was that? Um, Theo Maladon. 
Yeah, not him. Point the other, guard. Nah, the other one I like. He's really long. Oh, the oh, don't Euro. Know. Alex someone. I can't pronounce his last name because yeah. he's Croatian. He's basically they called him a unicorn because he's about six foot eleven, almost seven foot. Super long ass wings wingspan and plays almost like a small forward power forward. He's not an actual center. Yeah, like his body type is kind of like a skinnier Kevin Durant. So you're looking, yeah, looking like a skinny Kevin Durant that you know also draws comparison to someone like a KP, uh, you know, Kristaps Porzingis because he he doesn't play center for the Mavs. He actually no, he plays power forward. Yeah, he does. You know, he grew grew up playing that powerful position. So this guy he's got a lot of potential. But yeah, I think we also drafted not just Darius Baisley last year, who I thought was an excellent little pick. And he's turning into, you know, something... That I think, again, he's a player who could uh, excel this year on a team where he will get minutes this year because yeah. of the team that we have around him. But then you've got players like Theo Maladon, who's a, you know, played professionally in France yeah, and played in the EuroLeague. And that helps when you play professionally. But then you've got this Alex guy as well, who's also played professionally. So you, you drafted guys from overseas... And you're taking a risk on them, but I reckon that it'll be worth it in the long run. No, I think I think they're doing. They're going to be bad for a couple of years to be good for a lot of years, and I, I really do like what they're doing. So we'll move on from the Thunder. We're going to talk about the Minnesota Timberwolves, who had the first pick in the draft this year. They drafted Anthony Anthony Edwards. Some of their other additions were Ricky Rubio, trade from the Minnesota Timberwolves. That included a first round pick to the to the OKC Thunder. They also added. They retained Jordan McLaughlin who, on a two-way contract, who, pretty surprisingly, is still on a two-way because he had some pretty good minutes for them the past year. They they lost... They didn't really lose a lot of players off the top of my head. I can't really think off the top of my head they lost. Did anyone you think of lot? Um, no, not that I can think of. Like you said, they, they arguably took the best player on the board when it came to the draft. That's debatable. I don't think he was. But yeah. When I when I say best available, probably but the most ready. I think the I most think, talented was. I think for them, he was the best fit because he was a wing, and then they already have D'Angelo and Carl Towns, and then the the other two prospects that were the top three was Melo, who's a guard who needs the ball in his hands, and Wiseman's a dominant center too. So I think they took the fit. I reckon. I don't yeah. think they took the best player. No, I think they took the best player for them. I think yeah. so. The best fit. You know, I think for them, the most NBA ready was probably Anthony Edwards. James Wiseman didn't play college, so it was too much of a risk factor with him. Lamelo was still learning to shoot the ball, and he only played twelve games down in in Australia. Yeah, so the there was there was risk factor with both of them, knowing that you know there's the most potential, the most talented was Lamelo easily. However, not far behind it would have been James Wiseman, and I would have actually put Anthony Edwards third. However, he is he is the most NBA ready. Look at his you know the physical specimen that he is. You know he's a big shooting guard. Um, and it just comes down to whether his actual mindset's there to to play basketball. So, but look, I think he was the most NBA ready out there. We, we saw it in college. He needs to be, you know, stay consistent. But like you said, talking about fit, they needed a shooting guard. Obviously, Malik Beasley was there, but they obviously don't want to uh, give him the starting two gig. They want to. They also re- re-signed him to I think a four-year, sixty mil contract. Yeah, they re-signed, which is a bit questionable. Yeah, because you and just when drafted. You, when you draft it. You know, a really good. Hopefully, and they still got he Culver. does turn into a good guard because he's got potential yeah, for good wing. They still got Jarrett Culver too, so and they still know. got Josh Kogi. So, so they've got, got a bit of stockpile of wings. They've got a lot of young talent. You know, I I, I would I wouldn't be I wouldn't switch off yet to Jarrett Culver because I think he's got a lot of potential coming out of Texas A and M. I think it was yeah or Texas Tech. Um, out of that, and he he just needs to develop his shot. He had a little bit of a hitch in his shot, so it'd be interesting to see how he comes to his second year. It uh, they've had some high draft picks over the last couple of years, yeah. 
Now we know we know Wiggins has been traded from there. Now Anthony Towns and D'Angelo Russell are the two franchise players there. It'd just be interesting that Anthony Edwards hopefully should be that next guy up, you know, to create that sort of big three in terms of the young, youthful wolves that are coming up now. However, they still have someone like a Joe Culver. They have a lot of young talent. They've yeah, stockpiled they still got young talent. guys there. And it'd just be interesting to see how they work and how they fit. Because again, like you re-sign Beasley, but <clears throat> again, <clears throat> questionable for him why he would have re-signed because you know, he would have obviously known that they drafted Anthony Edwards and you know, I don't know why. If he was after a starting gig, I don't know why you'd re-sign with a team that just drafted a. I think they'll. I think at they'll, first pick too. I think they'll play both Beasley and Edwards. They could. Because I think they'll do D'Lo, Beasley, Edwards. Look, Edwards is a big guard, so he, there five. is potential for Edwards to go to the three. There's yeah. nothing wrong with that. We've seen in the league that you know some teams have a three guard front. You know, well, it, doesn't, doesn't, it, doesn't it doesn't really, really matter, matter right now. So. For me, it's point guard, two wings, two bigs. You know, you know, it doesn't so really, it matter, doesn't really right matter how you position it. It's just, it's more just, yeah, see how he goes. And there's potential for Beasley yet to start at that two and push Edwards to the three. It's just, yeah, I don't see him winning rookie of the year. Cause I just no, don't definitely see not. Unfortunately for Edwards, is he does have the potential to be a really, really, really good scorer. Yeah, absolutely. His defense needs to step up, but his scoring is outstanding. However, he's not going to get the shots he needs to stand out in this draft because he's sit behind a big shot taker in D'Angelo Russell. Yep. And he's sit behind another shot taker in Carl Anthony Towns. And I just don't see where he gets 10 to 15 shots a game between those two because, you know, arguably 10 to 18 shots a game for Carl Anthony Towns are probably similar for, you know, D'Angelo Russell. Yeah, And there's just sometimes, you know, not enough... uh, not enough ball to go around, unfortunately. It's, like it's, the, it's the exact opposite of someone like Lamelo. Because yeah, well, where Lamelo is going to get almost every single touch. He's going to get a lot of touches. He'll, he'll end up, I think, starting in their in their roster, and he'll be able to just get out and go. I think yeah. it's a better fit. But in saying that, Edwards, the touches he's get, he's just got to maximise it and no, utilise exactly. it to his best you know, opportunity. So it's it'll be interesting. Look, don't get me wrong. I think the I think the Wolves did the right idea. They they just took the safe option. Yeah, they took the safe we, option. We we thought they could have maybe took a risk and thrown D'Angelo to the two, but I would have taken they seemed, Miller, yeah. I they seemed that. pretty certain that they wanted D'Angelo to run the point. Yeah. And it seemed like he was actually wanted to run the reins of the offense, which yeah. was that D'Angelo we're talking about. And look, I do agree. D'Angelo's a great shooter. I think he's probably better off at at the point guard, we've I watched actually a, a the old sports science on him, and yeah. that was pretty crazy. Like he's he can actually see almost you know almost I think it was like two point one seconds in front of him or something like that. Yeah, he's got a good. He can see the play vision. develop really early. So he's got I think good vision. Still, keep him at the point. So but yeah, people forget he's been. He was an all star two years ago. I look. I see them being competitive. I don't see them making the eight because of the other teams around them that have made the moves. Yeah. I can see them sit around that tenth to eleventh spot, though. I could, yeah, I can see them that. They I did, can see they them floating for the play-in tournament. You know, potentially getting yeah. in that play-in tournament. I think they could. They definitely could be in that tournament. I don't know if they will because, just like I think, there's like the Suns are better than them, Pelicans are better than them. You know, I still think the Grizzlies are better than them. You know, so there's a lot of teams in front of them. But if they do play better, they could. They also need to go get a four because they yeah. got Juancho, Hernan right, no. Gomez. And I don't even know who the other one is. I forget off the top of my head. They need to go get a four. Well, they had Spellman and they got rid of him. Yeah, well, Spellman, Spellman's he's doing nothing. He's with the Knicks now. Yep. But yeah, no, I think they need to go get a four. Maybe maybe trade maybe one of your wings for him or, you know, trade Rubio. I'm not too sure because they need to get a four. But yeah, they'll, they'll be a competitive team. They'll be a pretty fun team to watch, you know, especially that pick and roll of Carl and 
and D Lifey, they'll be a nice little pick and roll. But yeah, we didn't see them last year together. We did a lot, no. you know. I, don't, I think they played one game and then the COVID hit. But we'll move on. We'll move on to them. We're going to talk about now the Denver Nuggets, the team that was in the Western Conference Finals against the Lakers. They had a pretty decent off season too. They added RJ Hampton through the draft. They re-signed Bol Bol. They also had a couple of losses. They lost Jeremy Grant, who went to the Detroit Pistons. They had lost... No, sorry, they added Jermichael Green. They... I don't think they really lost anyone else. Oh, they lost Mason Plumley. He went to the Pistons also. You know, I don't... I don't know what what their what their options are at the four now or at the wings because they do have Will Barton coming back. He didn't play in the bubble, but they are a bit shallow at the four and the five. If they're going to play Bulba at that back at five, yeah, it's cool. I, I don't I don't mind that, but I think they need to get a, a, a four man who can come off the bench and provide. That could end. Oh, they also resigned Paul Millsap, but that could be Jermichael Green. Jermichael Green did prove his worth at the Los Angeles Clippers. He played pretty big minutes down there. In the Clippers, but you know, I think for them, you know, having that that conference finals, um, that conference finals berth last year, it's really going to help them this year. I think it's just going to add a lot of experience to their team. Yeah, I definitely like. They've they've lost some players, but I think we get rid of Mason Plumlee. You you give the opportunity for Bol Bol to be seen on the big stage, and hopefully, you give him that. You know, he's had training wheels on last year on that two way contract, but you upgrade him to a fully roster spot and. You give him the reins to almost be that backup center, and there's potential there. We all know that Bobo's got a lot of potential. We saw him yeah. in college, and we saw glimpses of it in the bubble, and it's going to be interesting, and I, I, I would be excited to see him out in the court. I want to see him more on the court. It'd be awesome. And we see Michael Porter Jr., you know, will he take a big step up this year? You know, his names have just been dropped in, you know, hardened trade rumors. Yeah, well, out there. yeah, I wouldn't trade him. I wouldn't. I wouldn't trade for Harden in general. But we'll talk more about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, later. but yeah, so he's been dropped in a couple of rumors lately. But you know, Jamal Murray, can he keep up his consistency from the bubble? That's going to be big key for them if they want to win. I think he and can. I definitely think he can. I definitely think that because he 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 played better in the bubble than he did in the regular season, mm. which is crazy because some people would play better in the regular season. But in saying that, it was just. Just basketball. All your yeah. playing is basketball. There's well, that's the thing. So do. that's. I mean, there's a lot of things that factor into his consistency. You know, playing at the bubble, being at one location, not traveling as much. All these things factor in. And you know, with the Denver being in Denver, they're still going to have to travel no matter. They still what. got. They still got the biggest advantage out of this. Out of all these teams with the lockdown. Well, not lockdown with this season where it's very much. If you play in LA, you basically stay there for four days and you'll play two games or three games. So you'll play because you'll play the Lakers and Clippers. Or if you if you're from the West and you go and play Brooklyn, or I mean New York, you'll go play New York and Brooklyn at the same time. You know, two or three time, time, two or three times out of the week. Yeah. So it's good for them because when they come back, when teams go there, you know, and they play their games like Western Conference teams like the Lakers or people in their conference like Utah and the Wolves and Portland, their their air, the altitude, it's going to be such an advantage for them, and I think they'll roll a lot of teams. Yeah. Yeah, but like their their key isn't Jokic, it's Murray. If Murray can fire on yeah, all we, cylinders, we, we've seen Jokic is the best set in the league. Yeah, if if we see him fire on all cylinders, then by all means they're gonna come top four. However, yeah. if it's not as consistent, then I can see them being you know falling into that fifth seed. But you know the, the West is tough. You know that you have to be consistent with it, and you've got to come out firing at the start of the season. You know it's a seventy-two game season, not a not an eighty-two game. 
So it's yeah, a, it's I, a I, shorter I, season. I still think they'll be a top four seed. Yeah, in I think season because think they haven't lost enough for it to be not just that. Well, they've proven to do it the past yeah. two years, and they didn't. They kind of had a team like this in the in the the not last year, the year before, where you know Jeremy Grant wasn't really on their team the year before, and they still came second. So I still think that they can do that. That loss of Jeremy Grant, I actually think, really hurts them. Yes, because and I mean they bit, lost Tory Craig, so that yeah, he's a know, he's Tory a good wing, he's a proven Grant, wing defender who are two proven wing win defenders in my mind. You know, it hurts losing them, but, you know, I guess you had to do it to in order to give Michael Porter Jr. these minutes because... Yeah, well, you got to do that. You've you already got Will Barton. Minutes. you already got Will Barton too, so, you know, it's going to be you got Gary, you got all these guys like Gary Harris, so you had to get rid of a couple to let these minutes flow through because we do, yeah, do want to see Michael Porter Jr. We saw the potential with him last year, yeah. and, you know, we want the only way for him to get better is, you know, you sort of have to do, you know... Either let people walk or it's addition, trade them away. It's, it's addition by deletion, I think, in that sort of sense, where he's going to have to go and play. He's going to have to prove his worth now. You know, he's got no, he's got no reason not to prove it. You know, he's got the starting gig. He's got everything in his hands. He controls his destiny now. We'll have to see how he goes. But you know, as we said, I still think they'll be a top four seed. And they'll be, you know, probably in in the deep end of the playoffs. Maybe they can, maybe they can jag another conference final spot. But you never know. I mean, the, you never know what happens with the league. But I think they'll be a good team. I would like to see RJ Hampton get some minutes, though. I wouldn't mind seeing him do yeah, that. Yeah, I'd love to, but I just, yeah. It'll be tough, I think. Unfortunately, I think he'd be playing some G League and in and out of the G League team. Yeah, they got Monte Morris playing. And, and then they just, got, yeah. they got, uh, yeah, they got, they got Monte Morris and he's their third string point guard right now. Yeah. That could change. You never know, but I don't think it will. I don't think, yeah, there's no, I don't think he's going to be playing over Jamal Murray and Monte Morris, so. No. It'll be interesting. Hopefully, he gets some time on the floor. But yeah, yeah if he just I gets garbage minutes, you know, yeah, that, could, yeah, that can yeah, lead into there. minutes. But yeah, we'll move on from Denver Nuggets. Our last team we're going to talk about in the Northwest is Portland Trailblazers. I'm very, very big on the Portland Trailblazers. I really like what they did in their off season. They re-signed Melo. They added uh, what, Derek Jones Jr. They also have. They also have. They didn't lose anyone in particular. They re-signed Rodney Hood. Yeah, they re-signed Rodney Hood. That was what I was talking about. Gary they, Trent. They have Gary Trent, Trent, who's still on their roster, who I'm really big on. Big fan I of. really, really rate Gary Trent a lot. They they um added back Enes Kanter. Yep, the, that was the, a great trade. The player they lost, sorry, was Hassan Whiteside too. I don't think it was a massive loss. No. Because now you've got Nurkic coming back. I yeah, think it'll Nurkic, be perfect. I mean, Nurkic looked excellent in the... In the bubble. In the, pl- in the bubble, sorry. Yeah, so... They were, they were a different team in the bubble. No, exactly. I think, you know, they came with a chip on their shoulder. It was kind of like a different to... roster. Yeah. it's um, But like I said, they've got Zach Collins there still. They've got all their core guys, and then they re-sign a Mello, they re-sign a Hood, and then you go get someone like a Derek Jones Jr. who fits straight into that team. Hmm. It's there, and, and then you go out and trade for Robert Covington. Yeah, like, that was the one I was trying to You remember. step up, and you, you do some excellent trades, and you get some good pieces, and you re-sign your core. This is... I've always liked watching Dame Lillard in Portland play, and I thought last year, you know, going just before the bubble, I always thought they had potential to be, you know, top four, top, you know, maybe a fifth seed. But this year, I really think they got top four potential. The, oh, the honestly, way they're built I really like this them. year, and especially is that Robert Covington one was a crucial. Bro, they fleeced yeah. it too. They, they got they absolutely traded, fleeced it. They traded back for Trevor Reese, and I think it protected first. Yeah, but I would do nothing, that any day really. of the week. Because Trevor Reza was on an aging contract Robert, and he wasn't playing. Robert Covington's output is amazing defensively. Oh, mate, he, and he can give every, you some really good shooting too. Every team he goes to, he kind of makes them better. Went to Philadelphia, made them better. Went to Wolves, had a good a positive impact on the Wolves. Then went to Houston, had a positive impact on Houston. I reckon it'll have the exact same effect on Portland. And I really like what they're doing. Like I, I'm really looking forward to them. I think 
how they fit all those players in, that's going to be Terry Stott's question. Because you look at the wings, you've got CJ, Gary Trent, you've got Melo, you've got Rodney Hood, you've got Gary Trent. You know, you've got all these players, or no, Terry Trent Jr., sorry. You've got six wings there who are capable wings. It's going to be interesting to see what they do. They also have Covington here, can they push to a wing? He'll probably play the four-man. they also got Zach Collins backing him up. You know, he might not get as many minutes as what people are thinking now. Yeah, well, Ennis Kanter did it. Ennis Kanter, when he was there two seasons ago, yeah. was really, really red hot. He, he was effective. Him and Nurkic worked really well together. And yeah, he just came on, effective. and when he was on, he did his job. You know, rebounded yeah. the ball, put it back in. And you know what, Kanter's got really good hands in yeah, terms he does. of he's got good rebounding, touch. good touch, and he's good. He's a nice little passer as well. Yeah, he's not a bad So player. that combination is good to have back, and I'm sure, the, I'm sure you know, Lillard and that love having you know their bigs back. You know, Absolutely. and Nurkic looked like he never skipped a beat, which was no, awesome. He looks really good. Looks so, really, he looks slim. And you trim. know, and pushing Melo to a six-man role as well. You know, this could be an interesting thing. And he's come out to the media and said he's going to give it a crack and do his best yeah. shot. Well, he's fully committed, and I think for him, he's realizing mate, he's getting. You know, you don't know how many more seasons he's got in the league. He wants to go out. He wants to win. And I think this is one of his. You know, I don't know how good Portland will go, honestly, but I'm really rating what they're doing. If they were in the East. They're probably a top three seed. No, I, I, I honestly I think they're a top, yeah, three they're top three seed. They they could push, you know, they could easily push this season in the West if they had a really good season. They could push for that third seed. Yeah, I think they're the danger team in the that, West. I couldn't agree more. Just based, it's not because of Lillard and McCullum. Those guys no, are going to no. give you your numbers. We know it's what they're the doing. The role plays behind them. We talk about yeah. deep teams. There is a you know one of the deeper teams that won the you know one of the deeper teams this year. We all know that the Lakers, but. I'd argue that this this Portland team it's very is deep, very very deep, it's very deep, and then they're worried about they don't have a back. People are like, oh, well, they don't have a backup point guard. When Lillard's off, Colt McCollum usually runs that point, and, you know and then vice versa, and then Dame's on there. And then yeah, absolutely, their Anthony, Anthony Simmons, Anthony Simmons on their bench. He's is a baller, sneaky. man. He's really good. He hasn't you know really what? got any opportunity. Yeah, we talk about all these players. Anthony Simmons and Gary Trent Jr. Gary Trent Jr. in the the his output in the bubble was. Off the Richter scale. No one saw it coming. He averaged about 15.2 points a game. But he was a bucket. And his shooting was above 40% from the three. So if he can, you know, match that at any way. you got Melo coming off. you got a shooter in Gary Trent. You know, Rodney Hood's still there. Whether he, st- you know, starts at the three or what, whatever he do. He probably won't because we've got Rocco there now. He doesn't really need to go. But, no, Rocco played at four, I reckon. Yeah, well, you, you go small ball. You throw, you, that's exactly, there, there are so many options with this team. It's not funny. And then Rodney Hood, he's coming off an Achilles injury. You know, you don't really have to push him back in straight away because you've got Gary Trent, you've got Melo at the three, and then you've also got McCollum at the two. You know, you've got uh, Derek Jones Jr. who can play two, three, four. He can play really anything, really. So, you know, they've got a lot of depth, and I'm, I'm really high on the Blazers. I think they'll be the smoky out of the West. Maybe not to make the finals, but to really give noise. I think they could do what Denver did last year and upset a prolific team like the Clippers or the Lakers. Don't I don't think they will, but I think they have the opportunity and the power to. No, I think when you're completely correct there. I think if there's any team that could push a Lakers or a Clippers to a Game 6 or Game 7, this is the team to do it. I just think with the Nuggets... You know, obviously, we, we never want to count out the Nuggets. I just think if the Nuggets were versus the Lakers, I just can't see that going seven. No. But when it comes to the Portland versus the Lakers, I could see that going seven just because you've got to think about stopping not Lillard and McCullum. You've got to think about these role plays. Nurkic will give you 17 and 10 a game if he had to and, and five or six assists. You've got guys. Melo could come off and just give you 17 and eight boards. You've got these guys who would just get out there and score the ball for you. You know, obviously, they're going to have to play some defense. 
that's probably their their biggest question mark. However, you know, adding Rocco is going to be, you know, pivotal for their performance this year, and it's going to be interesting to see. And like I said, them versus the Blazers, it, it, it's been the, like that for the two seasons now, yep. where it's, you know, Blazers push for the third seed or the Nuggets push for the third seed. But at the moment, I give the edge to the Blazers because I'm really, like you said, sneaky dark horse team. They're a team that could sneak up in that regular season and pinch that third seed off them. Absolutely, absolutely. We'll move on from the Blazers now. We're going to talk about the Southwest. Okay, our first thing we're going to talk about in the Southwest are the San Antonio Spurs. San Antonio didn't really have a lot of movement per se. They re-signed Derek Jones, not Derek Jones, Derek White to a four-year, 72 mil extension. That was a pretty decent signing for them. That was a, a signing where I didn't really see the money, the monetary value come in, but I did. Know, I do know that they like him. They're pretty high on him. They didn't really add anyone via free agency that much. They added through the draft. Who was that draft pick? Uh, who was this? Sorry. It was. Oh yeah. Oh um. I know his name. It's off the top of my head. He's a wing. Derek Vassell. 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 So Devin or Derek. Devin Vassell. Devin Vassell. Yeah. So he'll be a nice little pick. They don't really have a lot of depth at the small forward. They got him and Kellen Johnson, so they'll go pretty. Sh- no, they'll yeah. go pretty young there. I mean, for them, I think it's kind of like the same. They'll be competitive. You know, I don't know how competitive they really will be. You know, any team coached by Pop, which is probably a top five coach ever. You know, he's going to get the most out of his players, and his system's always going to be a hard system to play against. Couldn't agree more. Oh, Derek. I mean, Demar Derozan also also exercised his player option. And he got and he got that twenty seven million dollar play option, so he exercised that. I think if Lamar Aldridge can come back and still be relatively healthy, he's still probably going to give you twenty and ten or fifteen and ten a game. Yeah, you know they they they're a team that you can't you can never write off, but I think we're starting to see now, especially because they didn't make the playoffs this past season, not the decline, but you're kind of seeing them. They're kind of fizzling out a bit until you know they might go out and free agency and get a big player, or they might you know just draft really well, you know, and do what they did with Kawhi, kind of made him the, the prolific player when they still had Tim Duncan, Parker and Ginobili and all these players. But, you know, I don't think there's a lot to say really on the, no, on the Spurs. There's, there's not much to say. Look, I think we time will tell whether they want it. I think they need to trade one of DeMarcus, uh, DeMarcus, DeMar. LaMarcus Aldridge or DeMar DeRozan. I think one of them need to get traded. I think, yeah. you know, arguably both could get traded if they want to blow it up. Yeah, I think they should blow it up, honestly. Um, but like you said, Keldon Johnson, Lonnie Walker, who I also yeah, think Lonnie is Walker a sneaky, sneaky player. Who, I still really like uh, what uh, DeJounte Murray. You've got DeJounte Murray, Derek he's defen- White. He's a defensive hound. I really Derek like White's him. White's injured at the moment, but he's coming back. You know, they've got, they've got some decent pieces. They've got some decent youth. You they, know. Have some, they have some excellent youth on their team. It's just going to be, like I said, like, you know, Devin Vassell, like, where's he play? Where's he yeah. get, where's he get his minutes? Because Lonnie Walker's there, you know, earned his minutes last the last year, and he's he's coming off a knee injury, so he's only getting better. Yeah, exactly. And you look at a Derek White, you know, who could play the two and one and the two. Yeah, they still got you, Patty Mills. You got Patty Mills. Like, there's a they've done a great job. Uh, Luca Samanich, yeah, who I thought was a really good uh, pickup last year, played in the G League. So it, look, they've done the right job. They've drafted really well, and they've got some really good players. It's just going to be interesting to see where they go from here. Whether they, as you said, they're going to be in and out of that, you know, 10th to 13th seat. Yeah. I think, you know, draws a lot of similarities to the Wolves. Yeah. Where they'll be competitive because they have two main stars. Yeah, exactly. And everyone around them, it just depends on their output. You yeah, know, whether exactly. The, whether the youthfulness around them will come through 
and hopefully give them bring them some success. But like I said, it'll be tough for them. I could see potentially the Spurs out of the you know comparing you know, comparing them to the Wolves. I see the Spurs probably more chance of making that play-in tournament yeah. because they're coached by Pop yeah, absolutely. and the system they play in, and because their two stars are a little bit more seasoned vet seasoned than obviously D'Angelo Russell and um, Carl Anthony Towns. So yeah. it'd be interesting to see where they go from here. But they they've got potential to make that play-in tournament. You can never rule them out as old Spurs. No, you can't ever rule them out. But I still think that you know exactly what you said. They'll be they'll be competitive. But you know I wouldn't be shocked if they make the play-in tournament. But and saying so, no, that, I wouldn't be shocked if they don't. It's really a team where it depends on the day how they rock up, how they roll, how they feel. But yeah, definitely. We'll talk about the other, the four other teams in the Southwest. The other one we're going to talk about now is the Memphis Grizzlies. The Grizzlies also didn't really have a lot of, you know, movement in their free agency and their and their off season. I don't really know if they added. I, I, del- I lost anyone off the top of my head. Not, yeah, that I not anyone they of value for them. They mainly kept everybody. Yeah, they mainly kept everyone. I think for them, I see them being in that playoff tournament, play-in tournament for sure because they were in it this past year. They came they came ninth. They lost to Portland. I think they'll definitely be in it. I think, you know, if John Morant takes that next step, mate, watch out because he'll be, a, he'll be a really big player for them. I think he'll be a big player in the NBA. I could see him being maybe a all-star this past year. This past this season, sorry, I don't know if they will have. They won't. Not going to have the All Star game, but I'm not too sure if they'll award All Stars in yeah, that yeah, sense. Yeah. But yeah, it's going to be interesting. Interesting to see how Jaron Jackson Jr. actually goes off his meniscus tear. I think he's a big player for them too because that's kind of like you got the big and you got the little, and then you've got the role players. You know, they've also got Valanciunas. They they have a nice team. I mean. I still see them, as I say, being in that play-in tournament. Well, that's what I mean. They've got Valanciunas you can never rule out because he actually fits really well in that system out there in Memphis. Jar Morant, be interesting to see if he can take that next step up. Second year in the league. Yep. We saw him obviously win Rookie of the Year last year, but be interesting to see if he can take his team to a another level. However, it's going to be... It, it shall be interesting. So, yeah, it'll be interesting. I mean, I think for them, there's not, there's not a lot of difference between them, but... I think that they'll be in that playing tournament. I want to see if D- Dylan Brooks can take that next step up and be, a, you know, a really decent shooter. And you know, especially with Justice Winslow, you know, will he step up? Will he be finally healthy and will be able to play? But, you know, there's not a lot on the Memphis. I think they'll be a really good young team. They'll be competitive, and I think Tyler Jenkins is a coach that's now getting the most out of his players and has been a really good coach for the past year and a half and what he's doing. But that's a lot. That's that's about it really. Have for Memphis. I mean, they'll be a they'll be a playing tournament team. Yeah, no, definitely. I think they're going to be competitive. I think, like you said, there's, there was a couple of teams east and west that didn't do a lot of movement. No, so not. you know we can't say that they're going to get any better. We can't say they're going to get any worse. So yeah. it's really up to them to you know if they keep the team around, good on them. Because you'd rather have a team stay around and stick around. The better better chemistry you have, sometimes better you play. So absolutely, that's it. Absolutely, we'll move on now to the New Orleans Pelicans. Pelicans had a bit of a decent off season too. They added Stephen Adams. They have. They lost in return Derek Favors. He went back to the Utah Jazz, as we previously mentioned. They didn't really add a lot more players to their team. I think for them, they're really taking a punt on their young fellas. Like Jackson Hayes, he's going to be the backup center now. You know, they also have Nico Man- Nico uh, Nicola Melli, who's going to be their backup four right now by the seams of it. You know, I really am interested to see what they do with all those players because... For me, Zion's going to have to take his big step. You know, he has to take this step, but he has to be healthy on the court. 
we've seen Brendan Ingram. He was an all-star this past year. You know, he was really, really good for them. You know, I think he gave positive impact. For me, I think the best player they're going to have that they didn't really add, I think Lonzo Ball is going to have a big season because he's finally got a coach, I think, that really trusts him and wants him to do anything that he can possibly do. And for me, he kind of suits Stan Van. He's a defensive player. He gets up into the body. He plays hard defense. And, you know, if he just has a consistent shot, everyone's going to be worried about his shot. And he's got such great vision. He'll be able to find Zion off lobs. He'll be able to find B.I. off off open looks, you know, in the corner three or in, even in the mid-range. B.I. is one of the dying players that still uses the mid-range. You know, they have they have J.J. Reddick coming off the bench. He'll just come off heaps of on-balls and off-ball screens. You know, and I think they'll be that he'll be a real big weapon for them. My only thing is depth. They don't have a lot of depth, but I, I see them being in the playing tournament for sure. If healthy, they'll be in the playing tournament. They can be that smoky for the eight seed because you just don't know what what someone like Zion can do, you know, with all of his star power potential. But for me, you know, I still really think they're going to be a really strong team. Yeah, look, they're going to be competitive. Like you said, depth is their biggest question mark. I don't think they have enough, although they did trade for a Stephen Adams and got... Eric Bledsoe as well. That was the player I was forgetting, uh, forgetting Eric Bledsoe. Yeah, so look, they they got good players. My problem is there's not enough veteran presence on their team to take them to that next level. I just think, you know, they definitely could be an eighth seed, but I think you might need to pick up maybe a player or two off the waivers, the free agent, sorry, to, you know, take them to that next level. Yeah, they need... You they know, need or like... a trade, deadline trade that might pick up a vet here and there. But yeah, like you said, depth is their biggest problem. I yeah, think absolutely. they could definitely win. It's just whether we'll see where it goes. Yeah, I think for them, as you said, if they can get some decent players off the waivers or off the off a uh, trade, you know, that'd be really nice. They need a backup four for Zion, and they probably need another wing. You know, because they yeah. they do have JJ Redick and Josh Hart, but they're more two. Yeah, I look, still think that Josh Hart has potential and can be a good role player for them. Same with JJ. And then you also have Eric Bledsoe, but the, the, the bigs, they don't really have a lot of depth at the bigs because if Jackson Hayes doesn't play well, same with Nico Melli, they, really, they don't have any backups after them. Well, we actually saw um, that they played a little bit of Zoe at the two. Yeah, they do play Zoe at the two. and With Bledsoe I mean, at the point. Yeah, I'm fine with them starting both. You know, you start both of Eric Bledsoe and Lonzo Ball because I'm happy because Lonzo can just defend the two or Bledsoe can defend the two at the same time because they're both defensive defensive pests on the court so I'm, I'm happy with that they just need to get a, decent, a couple more players and I'd be more I'd feel more confident about them but I think they'll be in the playing tournament and if Zion can take them far BI has another productive year and Lonzo has a strong year Stephen Adams will do all that dirty work for them I think they can be a good team but I still think they'll be in that that playing tournament I don't think there's you know a lot a lot more we can say about them they'll be a they'll be a really fun team to watch they'll be a league pass team that you'd watch and you know, they'll get up, they'll get after it, and they'll have a, it'll be a really fun team to watch. Yeah, no, I think, yeah, I'm excited to watch them play. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, there's always hype with Zion and see, we didn't get to see the full potential last year. So, we'll be interested to see where they go. And they've got the, like I said, they've got some good players around them. They re signed BI, which was pivotal. Yep. And I think, like I said, eighth seed or, you know, play in tournament for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. We'll move on now to the Dallas Mavericks, which, you know, very much like Portland, they're a very dangerous team. You know, I think Luka Doncic will be the... I don't know if he'll be the MVP, but he'll be in that race, I think. I think he'll be top three in the MVP conversation. I think he's the best player 
still on a rookie contract in the NBA. And I think he'll be, honestly, man, he'll be a weapon. I think him, if they can get KP back healthy, that's going to be a big in for them because KP, when healthy, we've seen he's an all-star, can lead a team. You know, but having Luca with him, man, they're going to be such weapons. Yeah, I, I think. Yeah, I love the Mavs. Yeah, I, I, really I, love I love watching the Mavs. They drafted Tyrell Terry, yep. and they also drafted their first round draft pick, which was Josh Green, yep. which is you know the local boy for us. Yeah, Sydney boy. Sydney boy for us, and he, Josh Green, coming out of Arizona, shooting guard uh, at the moment, he looks like to be a three and D player yeah. with the potential of a slasher with his athleticism. Yeah, exactly. So again, he he he's a player that. Could get definitely get minutes there. Yeah, you could definitely get minutes. I mean, they don't really have a backup two off the top of our heads. You know, no, no, probably, no, exactly. Well, they have Tim Hardaway and Josh Richardson, but they could both play a three-man at times. Yeah, exactly. So it, I think the pickup of Josh Richardson was what they needed. I think they needed some dog around them. So what they yeah. did was they traded away Seth Curry and they got Josh Richardson in return. Yeah, it was a good trade for both teams. And I think both teams evens out, you know, get the ball away from, you know, take some... Some ball a ball dominant player away from Ben Simmons it's and better, Embiid. It's a, it's a better fit for both teams because Philadelphia now they're more shooters. They're more of a shooting team now. Hopefully, with Ben Simmons, he'll just find shooters. And then Dallas, they have Luca, who's a shooter. They have KP, who can stretch the floor. Tim yeah. Hardaway Junior. is a shooter. Well, that's what I mean. So you got defensive you got, prowess, you got as you said. Tim Hardaway and you got Josh Richardson, who are just scorers. But Josh Richardson brings another uh, element to the game with his defense. He's a little bit of a dog on defense, yeah, and absolutely. I think. There's another dog they signed, which was James Johnson, who I thought... Yeah, well, they, they traded for him. They traded for him. But yeah, they, they got some good pieces that they needed. You know, that was the thing they were lacking against the Clippers. If they had any chance against the Clippers... Yeah, they, had a, they, they needed an enforcer. And two, you know, one or two enforcers on the defensive end. I think Josh Richardson and James Johnson are those players. You yeah, know, absolutely. you need someone to come in, a Pat Beverly type of an aggressor. Yeah, I think James Johnson is a perfect... Up will perfectly suit that role. He won't get a heap of minutes. No, but when he's on, still he'll have, give you... They still have Maxi Kleber, who will be their backup four. And they've got Dwight Powell too. Yeah, Dwight Powell's coming back from injury. Starting he'll, be, he'll, he'll be a starting center. They still have Boban. They still have Willie Cole. Yeah, so you look, like, you're looking at the team. They're super deep, super, super deep. I think you see Boban falling out of the rotation a little bit there because yeah. obviously Willie Cole Stein will either start or you have Dwight Powell starting. So you've got those two centers. Yeah. You've got Maxi Kleber as your backup. And you've also got James Johnson as and a backup Dor- and, to KP. And Dorian Finney-Smith's played decent minutes for them too. Yeah, and, and he, he was plays, a really good player So too. he starts at the three for them at the moment. But yeah. you've also got, like I said, Josh Richardson now. You've got Tim Hardaway Jr. who plays a two. And they also have Jalen Brunson. People forget yes. when he wasn't, when before the bubble, he was starting for them. Yep. And he was a productive player and for them. they re-signed Trey Burke, which I thought was good because he actually had some really productive minutes yeah. in that Clippers series. And the seri- and he... he, he he actually had some really good games, you know. You know you can maybe, and then you can maybe push Luca to a two, you know, because even though he'll be, he'll bring the ball up a lot, you know, you can start like someone like a Trey Burke or a Jalen Brunson, kind of what LA do, where they don't really have a, you know, a prototypical point guard starting. That's usually LeBron for them, and then they'll have KCP, Danny Green of this past season, just shooters. Yeah, them. no, they've definitely they've done a great job. I think, like we said, they needed the dog around them, and they went out, they got some players that have that. And added some more scoring punch with Josh Richardson, and I thought they did. I thought you know I'll give them an A because you know they came out they they didn't lose too many. No, they never lost. They resigned of, of of value for them. No, exactly. They didn't lose too many. They got a good trade, an even trade for both teams. They gained good players, and yeah, I think look there there's definitely smoky chance for them to get into the top four. Yeah, I, I think, think it's just yeah, they, they sit so. for me in that fifth seed. Still. Yeah, I think they'll be a, oh, I think they'll be top five for sure. 
you know, maybe if they get and break into that four seed, that'd be even better for them. But I think they'll be really good. I think the year after this year, because I think they'll maybe be they'll maybe able to get a big free agent soon. Because once they come off a little bit of cap with Dwight Powell, with Tim Hardaway, Josh Richardson, you know, I think players will want to go play with Luca and KP. And I think they'll be able to go get a real decent player too. So I think this year is another stepping stone for them. I can see them being in the second round. And then I think they're just going to explode off of that. Yeah. Well, like you said, they've got to try and beat the second round. So now it'll be interesting to see where they go. Luca, like you said, could be a top three MVP candidate this year. Yeah, absolutely. He could potentially take the award away as well. So yeah, absolutely. We love watching Luca play. We love watching the Mavs play. And it's also a benefit that there's an Aussie on the team. Absolutely, yeah. I'll, I'll be watching them for sure. They'll be a league pass team. And Luca's all absolute money, man. He's one of the best players out. So they'll be a really fun and interesting team to watch. So we'll move on now to the last team in the Southwest, the Houston Rockets, which is the biggest storm in the NBA right now. James Harden is absolutely wild. I think he's just wilding out, man. He's being... It's been nuts. Like, a report came out today that he was having, like, verbal altercations with his team. Jay Sean Tate. He threw a ball at Jay Sean Tate, which is like, man, like, you're supposed to be a leader, top five player in this NBA, and you're just acting like a scrub, man. Like, you don't want to be in Houston. Yeah, we get it. But don't ruin other people's time, and don't be a tosser to other people. That's what I don't like about him in this sense. You want to get traded good. Go out, play hard, get your trade value up. You gave Houston a lot of good year, a lot of good years, and Houston gave you a lot of opportunity, a lot of leadership in that team. Every move they did, it had to go by you first. You did a lot of movement for that team, and you approved a lot of the trades and stuff they did. So you got to be good to them and play hard so they can get high value for you. Because right now they're not going to get a decent value for him. Because I don't know who would trade for him. I'm Philly. I wouldn't trade for him. Miami said they're not going to trade for him now. Boston said they might. That Boston are interested, which. I wouldn't do it either. They still got Jalen Brown and Tatum, unless you can get him for unless you can get him fifty cents on the dollar. But you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not big on them. You know, they 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 added they traded John Wall for Westbrook. We talked about that in a, two podcasts ago. That big trade, I think it's a decent trade for both teams. They added Demarcus Cousins. I do like the signing of Christian Wood. That is a really good signing. He's playing really well. You know, they didn't really lose a lot of people. You know, they added Jason Tate, who was a rookie, played in the NBL this past season with the Sydney Kings. He was in the first team or NBL. He's a really good player. He could actually get decent minutes for them, I think, because they don't really have a backup four off the top of their head. They do have a new coach in Steven Silas, who's getting a bit of a, it's getting shafted a bit in this this whole James Harden situation. Yeah, it's not a pretty situation. For me, he just needs to get traded. I just don't think he's going to go out there. He's going to ruin the season for the Rockets. Regardless, if he, he's just going to yeah, get man. his shots up, he's going to get his stats. And he's just going to be in and out. He's not going to be about the team. He doesn't care. Like, and I don't think you can have a good culture if that's the case. You want him out, do what New Orleans did. Just don't play him, all right? You've seen what he can do. Trade him. Trade him as quick as you possibly can. But you've got to get value for him. I think if I'm Brooklyn, if I'm Houston, I'm calling Brooklyn. I say, oh, look, I want Karis LeVert. I want Spencer Dinwiddie. I want Jared Allen. I want a f- two first-round picks. I think you do that because Karis LeVert's got pretty good potential. Dinwiddie's still a good player. He's a proven six-man. He can be really good off the bench. Jarrett Allen would be your starting center probably. You could bring me bring Demarcus off the bench or whoever's playing better. You know, because Demarcus is only on a one-year contract. 
you know, and then you could start Karras at the two. That's probably still a playoff team also. Or it's definitely a competitive team in the West. Yeah, well, look, I think if the longer this waits... The worse the, the, it's going to be. The worse it's going to get. So I think, look, I don't think the Nets are done with this trade talk business. I think they're the only team that would trade for him. Yeah, there's, but you know what? There's apparently several or eight other teams that are out there trading. They haven't named names. Obviously, the Nuggets are now on this, this list of teams that have come out now that have been if, leaked. If if he goes to the Nuggets with Jamal and Ming, Jokic, and Jokic mean, I reckon they'd, probably, they'd beat the Clippers. Yeah. I think they'd beat the Clippers for sure. Yeah. Look, it's like I said, it, for him to go but anywhere to else, he MPJ. has to change his game. Oh, He's going to have to change his game wherever he goes. 100%. I just think the, the longer this takes, you know, if the, if the Nets get some success early in this season now, they're it. not going to touch it. So they, they smacked the Warriors today. They smacked them. And yeah, we know it's the Warriors. And we know they're not the same team. But it's going to be interesting to see. Yeah, absolutely. We, we, you know, it's annoying to see. We want to see John Wall have some success this year. Yeah, we just want to see him on Cousins, the court. Those two players come back from big injuries. But like I said, you can't do much about it when you've got someone that's just being a sussy. Sissy on the bench, the big sissy on the bench, <laughs> yeah, and right. having a cry. He's so, just being a scrub, man. He's just acting, you know, acting childish. No, acting yeah, like a big crybaby on the bench. So. Oh, hundred. Like, but honestly, I'd trade him to like somewhere like where he doesn't want to go. Trade him to like Orlando or trade him to like, trade him to like uh, Toronto or something. Where, yeah, you know, uh, yeah, like yeah, it doesn't somewhere where like, it goes. like back in the day where you have to go through customs. <laughs> you know, you have to do all that. But if he went to Toronto to be competitive, just yeah. trade him to somewhere where it's going to be bad. Trade him to OKC or something, get all these first-round picks back for him. I don't know. Yeah. Do something. Trade him to a team where he doesn't want to go. If he's going to act like an idiot, just do that. Yeah, and it's not going to be pretty. So, I mean, there's not much we can say about them. We, we don't know where they're going to be in their playoffs no. or if they will make the playoffs. I still know? think they'll be in the tournament. Yeah, I definitely think they'll be in the tournament uh, with Harden or without Harden. We yeah, don't know. That's a question. Without Harden, they'll still get value for him. There's going to be a lot of rumours swirling from the start of the season all the way to the deadline. Line. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. That's that's as much on Houston. Where do you think he'll go? Look, I can't even tell you. I think yeah. obviously I'll just say the Nets for now because yeah. it seems to be the only team that just keeps popping up over and over. I I mean, if they could pull off a trade to send him to the Nuggets, that would be pretty crazy. Yeah, that'd be a good to time. even see. You know, so but look, Imagine there's a lot of teams two, out two there. Two players of great vision, him and Jokic. Yeah, that'd you be know, nice. so and you know, it's a lethal backcourt there of him and Murray. So look. We'll see how it goes. You know, I, I wouldn't have minded him on the Heat, but then you'd have to give up too many talented I wouldn't, players. I wouldn't trade him. I wouldn't trade. I wouldn't I just, trade him if I was a Heat. You've just made the finals with that team. Why would you trade for him? Well, yeah, I know. So we'll see. And I don't think he'll fit that culture where he'll have to be, work as hard as he can, and then he'll have to buy in. You know, I don't think he's that type of guy. No, we'll see. But we'll definitely say one team where I think he could go. I don't actually doubt. I've pulled a trigger. We just talked about him previously. Blazers. They say we'll give you CJ, we'll give you Derek Jones, a couple of young pieces. I don't know. Maybe they do that, but you never know. I, I, I don't think they'll. I don't think. I don't know where he'll go. Honestly, right. probably the Nets, but like that's not even a, a hundred percent question. But we'll move on with the Rockets. We're going to talk about the Pacific teams now. The five teams in the Pacific. Our first team we're going to talk about now is the Sacramento Kings. Sacramento added the Torres Halliburton from the draft. They signed Hassan Whiteside for a free agency. They had signed Frank Kaminsky, but they cut him. Bit of a perplexing move. I don't know why you sign him and then cut him. There's no real point in signing him then. I don't, I don't understand <laughs> that. And then you he know, goes back to his old team. Where he goes back to the... Phoenix Suns. They Phoenix Suns. Yeah, I think he's a great pick. I think that's a good signing for them too now. I actually didn't even know he went to the Suns, but yeah, no. Yeah, no, that was yesterday. Yeah, as of yesterday. I didn't I didn't check yesterday. But yeah, no. For them, they added Hassan, Torres Halberton, 
you know, for me, they're not they're not gonna they're not gonna be a team where I think because there's so many other teams better than them. I don't even know if they'll make that play in tournament. No, there's, they could be competitive. They definitely, they definitely could make could it. Be. I just don't know if they will. You they know, kind like, of fall on that 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 San Antonio Minnesota bracket. Yeah, where they could if they play they've well. They've got a lot of potential tournament. young stars. Yeah, absolutely. I think they probably don't have the stars of a. Carl, uh, sorry, Carl Anthony Towns, D'Angelo Russell, and obviously yeah. Demarcus and uh, Lamarcus and Demar Derozan. Um, it'll be interesting to see where they fall. I love De'Aaron Fox, and I think he's a great player. Tyrese Halliburton, see how he goes first year. He's going to have some hiccups here and there. Obviously, not always playing the point next to Buddy. Um, so next to De'Aaron Fox, but like you said, one through to about eight, they're pretty deep. Yeah, they they've are. got a deep team, but again, they're just not proven. They're not there yet. No, they're not proven, and I don't think that. I there was a there was a rumor I heard like they were saying they don't even know if Luke Walton will last a year as head coach because you know he 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 has to. I think for him, he has to get him into the playoff tournament to survive because you know there's no there's no excuse for them not to make it. They still have a pretty decent team. You know, if they're in the East, they would make the playoff tournament for sure. Yeah, definitely. I think yeah yeah. Look, they're an interesting team because they've still got players like a Jabari Parker who's sitting there. They've got, you know... Yeah, Jabari's still... Bagley. You know, he can still play. Marvin Bagley. Bagley's got to get healthy. He's the key for them. If he gets you know? healthy and he can pr- pr- prove that he was worthy of that number two pick, you know, then that's that's a good pick. That's yeah. good to see because he can be good with, with Darren. That's a big, little... You know, that can be a combination that works. Yeah. Well, we've seen the we've seen the success of Darren Fox. So, you know, he could be another player that could arguably be up there for most improved as well. Yeah, absolutely. You know, or the team, again, the team he's on, the position he has, you know, the starting minutes he's going to have and the shots he's going to take. So, 100%. We, I do like him. I, I think he's the right player for them and I think they've done a good job in, you know, not not getting too, you know, they re-signed him, which was excellent. Yeah, absolutely. You know, they didn't just say, we just drafted another point guard, we want to get rid of you now. Yeah, no, I think Tyrese Halliburton will be that kind of super Yeah, he's a combo. He's a combo. Yeah, it'll be a combo. Same with Darren Fox. Darren Fox can be a combo too. You know, you can play them both at the same time, really. Yeah, exactly. You know, so, but like I said, we'll see how they go. They definitely have a chance to, you know, potentially if they play hard enough and win enough games to get to that playoff uh, playing tournament. Yeah, absolutely. Just like those Minnesota and and San Antonio. That's the thing about the East, the West. Once it gets from the ninth seed to about the 13th seed, any of those teams could really fight to get in that play-in tournament. It's really OKC, and then OKC is probably one team, and then maybe, I don't even know. I think that, I think that's how That's how good teams, the, East, the West is. There's 14 teams capable to make the playoffs. They'd probably be the 14th seed for me, Sacramento. Yeah, well, that's what I mean. They're, they're, you just don't know where they fall. No, you, just don't you know, know, those three teams that we talked about, we just don't know where they fall, whether in what order and how high they go. Absolutely, yeah. But it all really, comes down to the consistency of their stars. It all comes down to that. And, you know, we'll, we'll definitely see what they're, what they're capable of. But, yeah, anywhere from that playing tournament to not even making the playing tournament for them. We'll move on now with the Golden State Warriors, a team where, if healthy, they would probably be top four seed. Yeah, and when we mean if healthy, we mean Clay Thompson. You know, having him... That's the biggest loss they had, really, I think. You know, they added James Wiseman through the draft, who looked really good today. They added Ken Bazemore. They added uh, the point guard, Brad Wanamaker. Brad Wanamaker. They also up. got Kelly Oubre. Yes. You know, they lost... They didn't really lose anyone no, they didn't. They didn't, they didn't lose anybody of significant value. They they definitely got better. In, like, when I mean got better, they got younger. Yeah. You know, younger, good talent in Kelly Oubre. 
Yeah, he was, he was a good pickup. They they drafted well, Nico Mannion. I thought they had a little, he's a nice little sneaky yeah, piece there. Yeah, you know, um, take the best available when you can. But like I said, it, it, their success this year isn't because they've lost Draymond, uh, not Draymond, um, Clay. If they want to make that play-in tournament, it's going to come down to the playing of Oubre and Wiggins. Yeah, absolutely. We all know Steph will give you your, your typical numbers, and how good will Wiseman be? We saw his debut today. Obviously, he played lots of minutes because they were down by a lot anyways. But when he was on the floor, he... I just... Like I said, he draws comparisons to DeAndre Ayton because of his physical yeah. size, like... I watched him today on the floor, and he just—it's just almost staggering to watch him. He's seven foot one. He's a big boy. Big broad shoulders, and he, yeah, you say he's a big boy. So, I think he could be potentially better than Aiden because he's yeah, got I think he can be better also. guard skills, better shot on him already yeah. within coming the league. And you know what, Steve Kerr said it perfectly. You know, this guy is so talented coming out of college. Uh, coming, you know, you know, didn't go to college. He went to college, college for two yeah. games, and there was a scandal. And look, he said we're going to give him a couple goals this season. Yeah, you know. We're going to give it a couple of jobs. Yep. One of them was just a rim run. Yep. Second one was to rebound. And the third one was to play defense. Yeah. His passing, his shooting, all that stuff. He's, all he's just he's added bonuses. But he's going to develop that throughout the season. So, yeah, you know, do. Steve Kerr's not out there going, look, we want you to post up. We want you to go ISO score. We want you to shoot threes here and there. No, we just want you to rim run. Oh, pick and rolls with Steph. You know, pick and rolls. We saw Draymond how effective he is with a rim runner yeah. out of a pick and roll. You know, Draymond coming out of that little elbow pick and roll with... You know, a big. We saw that with Andrew Bogut yep. and, and Javale McGee just throwing lobs, but he's going to get his touches because he's yeah, a, a big rim runner. And they haven't and like really had a prolific big like that. No, and it's going to be interesting to see. And, and like he is a sneaky dark horse for Rookie of the Year if he can keep the numbers, you know, around that fourteen to fifteen points a game. Yeah, absolutely. And ten, you know, nine to ten rebounds. By all means, he could he could outdo a Lamelo Ball. By all means, that's what yeah. we say by dark horse. He is yes. a player out there that. Could give a player any run for their money. People are not talking about him because they're not expecting much. Because we, you know, we all know that the scandal. He only played two games. We just don't know what to see and the consistency of him. We don't know where he's going to be. So yeah, absolutely, it kind of reminds me in this sense of Joel Embiid, where he played college Joel Embiid, but he got injured and he didn't play, and there was a lot of uncertainty towards him. Like he was out for two years. Philadelphia took a big chance on him because he was going to be out and then his first game he you played know, and you, you know, it sort of you just saw like he could he's going to be a good player i don't think they're the same type of player but he's definitely got potential to, yeah. to be a great player no like you're completely correct so my my you know final statement i'll make here with them is their success comes down to wiggins Ubre, and wiseman yeah you know we know draymond will give you draymond yeah his energy his hustle Rebounding, you know, you know, obviously good stats across the board. Steph Curry's, Curry's going to go be, out there. He's going to be. He's always going to be an. All, Steph Curry could be an arguably or NBA. Obviously, we got Harden, but arguably to be the leading scorer this year because of the team yeah, he's got. He absolutely can be. So, but like I said, if they have any chance of making the playoffs, let alone the play-in tournament, yep. they have to have success from Wiggins and they have to have success from Ubre. Absolutely, and you know, unfortunately, no Clay Thompson with them. You know, if they had a Clay Thompson, that would have been a really decent team. You know, I really thought they would have had. They would have had a real good shake of making that 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 top four, top five seed, but unfortunately without him, you know it's a bit tougher for them. I still think they'll be in the playoffs and they'll be a, a playing team. I think they'll be in the playoffs. You know, I think they'll be a team they'll probably be falling around that five, six, seven seed. You know, but I still think unfortunately for them, you know, I just don't know how far they'll get in the playoffs. You know, that, but that's our Golden State take. We're also going to talk about the Phoenix Suns, who have had a quite a different off season too. They added. Chris Paul through a trade for for Ricky Rubio, 
Kelly Kelly Oubre, and then I think it was a protected first. Uh, as we know, OKC flipped both of that for other first round picks. But yeah, no, they added they added him. They, as we said before, they re-signed Frank Kaminsky. They added Jay Crowder, who I think is a really nice signing for them. He's a real good signing. He's a really good piece. Yeah, yeah, they they got Langston Galloway as well, who's yeah. a little you know not a not a major signing, but he's a scorer there. A little bit more of a veteran presence now that he's been in the league yeah. for a while. Look, they're, look, they're definitely in the playoffs for me. I yeah. definitely, I could almost guarantee, you know, not guarantee it, but they're more of a team that could, you know, definitely be a definite seventh seed, hundred percent, sixth seed here. Adding Chris Paul and Devin Booker, they just need someone to take the pressure off. Yeah, him. sometimes he just needs a player. And I think, before, sorry, I'm leading on now, but I think having Chris Paul is going to make DeAndre Ayton so much better. Yeah, I think you'll see the jump and skyrocket in value of DeAndre Ayton. Yeah, I think he could be. Chris maybe. Paul has always played well. He played excellent with Stephen Adams. Yeah, he, he played excellent with Clint Capella. He made Clint Capella get a five-year, eighty mil contract. Yes, he did. So, yeah, so I think you know really... he's always played with good bigs around him. So DeAndre, DeAndre Jordan, yeah, absolutely. So and Blake Griffin, DeAndre Ayton has the potential to be more talented than any of the bigs he's played with because yeah, he's he so potential. young. And again, we talk about guard skills, foot speed, and then having the ability to shoot the ball. He has the potential to be one of the better bigs he's ever played with you... because. Chris Paul can really mould him into the player that he wants to be. He really does. And I think that Jay Crowder sign, I want to talk about it just a little bit more. Chris Paul likes him and wanted him to come there. And I think that's going to work more for now, more now with Phoenix because they're starting five as it goes. is CP3, D-Book, Mikhail Bridges most likely, Jay Crowder and Aiton. Jay Crowder can space the floor. DeAndre Aiton can space the floor a bit, but you got that space the floor interior presence just to go out slasher Mikhail Bridges who had a really nice time in the bubble. Because no Kelly Oubre in the bubble when they were playing. And then we definitely know what D-Book can give you. And we definitely know what CP3 gives you. I think their starting five is great. You know, the backup point. Cameron Payton and Javon Carter played really well in the bubble too. You know, they were the best team in the bubble. You know, yeah. in that in that in in the restart, they were 8-0. Eight, eight no. You know, they played really good. I would see them in the playoffs, absolutely for sure. I don't think a team with Chris Paul, you can never out, out, uh, nah. out, out throw them out of contention. And I do think they'll be in the playing tournament. I think they'll be in the playoffs. I think they'll be in the eight when it's all said and done. You know, I really like them. But, you know, for me, getting that Frank Kaminsky re-signed, it actually kind of puts a little bit more insurance because they were missing some backup bigs. They did have Dario Saric, but after that, they didn't really have a lot of players at the backup big. Having Frank Kaminsky does help. I think Cameron pa- Cameron Johnson's a really good player too. He's like a just a straight-out shooter. And he's taller than what you think, you know. So now he could play... Probably the four. Saric can play to four. Sorry, like he'll play to three. Saric can play to four. And then you have Frank Kaminsky that can play that back up five. So it kind of does shore up their bench. So I'm, I'm I'm pretty high on the Phoenix Suns. I think they'll definitely make the playoffs. Yeah, no. I, I, I'm excited to see where they can go. Yeah, absolutely. I think CP3 is just going to be another level too. So we'll talk now about the Los Angeles Clippers. You know, they had a pretty decent offseason too. You know, they had the big loss, which was Montrose Howell, went over to the Lakers. They also, in return, they got Serge Ibaka from the Raptors, who I think is a nice piece for them. You know, he's probably maybe a better fit than Montrose Harrell because he's more of a defensive player and he can space the floor and shoot the three. They had Luke Kennard for Landry Shamet, which was basically a, was basically a trade and a pick swap. They also have they also have the re-signing of Paul Nicholas George. Batum. Yeah, they also have the, the signing of Nicholas Batum. The losses were. Montrose Howell, they lost to Michael Green, you know, but for me, and I think, you know, we just saw they beat the Lakers today, 
they can still be the team that can knock the Lakers off. They, oh, 100%. I think they're the team out of any team in the West, they're the team to be able to do it. Yeah. It's just, can they do it? Yeah, you look, know? I think we, the Clippers are going to have success. Now, with Tyron Lue, hopefully he can come in and, and run maybe a, a bit of a better system. We've seen that there's a chance that they might be running a little bit of the triangle offense. Yeah, I think it's a breath of fresh air, having told you. So, them. you know, there's a bit of a triangle offense thrown out in the um, uh, social media lately with trying to put a, you know, MJ-esque Mike Kawhi Leonard and put him through that kind of offense. Now, uh, comes down to PG's consistency is going to be key for them. Yep, absolutely. I think also, on top of that, it'll be more... It's Yeah, it's more about their their bench and their role yeah, players. So, absolutely. So, you know, you, with Batum, with Abaka, all these players, will, will they, you know, exceed in the system they are? And I think, I, I don't get me wrong, I think Abaka's a great signing. Yeah, I think Abaka's the best, the be- their best Their signing. best signing they've had. So, and you know what? I wouldn't be shocked because, you know, the Lakers are the Lakers. You know, the Lakers might not even get the first seed sometimes. Yeah, You know, like you not. said, of teams that, you know, don't perform excellent in the in the old uh, regular, regular season. season. You know yeah, yeah. they're a team that you know we saw. You know they always every every season the Lakers hardly ever win their opening game. Yeah. You know obviously I'm I'm gonna go out. I haven't actually watched the highlights, but I'm gonna go out and say that LeBron and AD probably didn't play a lot. No, I think for them, I you think know? for them, they don't really care if they win regular season games. No, exactly. I think they're 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 things about the about obviously the end the end goal there, winning another championship. So yeah, look, I think the Clippers by far are the only team I can ever think of that are gonna come close to them. You know. Make it competitive and then potentially st- and win a series against them. I do hope we get that Western Conference Finals. Oh, of course, because that will be a seven-game series for sure, and I think that'll be a really competitive series. Yeah, no, I definitely think so. You know, until we get to see it, we're always going to be assuming it's a seven-game series, and you know, unless we see it and some one of those teams proves us wrong. So, I think they're the only team to get come close, and I think I'm I'm looking forward to see them and see how they go. They've got some new faces in there, and. Uh, I, I do like the Clippers just because of the, the players they have. So yeah. I think the X factor for them is Lou Will. If Lou Will plays really good off that bench, it just adds another dynamic player to oh, the team. 100%. You know, and then they can probably push Kawhi or PJ to a four, go small ball, you know, take a take a Zubaka and probably keep Marcus, Marcus Morris at that five. Just play small because that's what the that's what the Lakers will do. Yeah, by far. You know, I, I, I do like them. I still think they'll be a competitive team. And they're, they're the only team I think that can be the Lakers right now. Yeah, definitely. In the West, in the West. All right. We'll talk now about the reigning champions, the Lakers. They had a big, big offseason, man. They they got better by far. They added, as we said, Montrezl Harrell, who was the sixth man of the year. They added Dennis Schroeder, who was contention to be sixth man. They also added Marcus Saul, an absolute steal for me. I think that was one of the better signings they did. They added Wesley Matthews, who's just a 3 and D sniper, kind of like a Danny Green, but more of a efficient shooter right now on this day. They also... You know, they didn't really lose any players of stature to them. No, look, they've lost Avery Bradley, who we thought But in saying was that, key, they kind of won it without yeah. him. Yeah. You know? I think when they lost him, we thought, oh, you know, they're going to have to sign some players. And we were a bit shocked when we saw, you know, obviously the Montrez Harold signing. Yeah, that, that, was was a, a, that was a crazy signing. That was a pretty crazy signing. And then obviously having Dennis Schroeder come across, that was another big signing. And yeah. like we said it before in previous podcasts, that not often do you see the... Not not often do we see the the success of a you know a, the successful team win a championship and then go away and you know redesign their roster. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think for them the Lakers, you know, having that right balance in the regular season, getting to see the the combinations that they use, 
Now that's really going to help them because all they need is seeing, you know, who works well with LeBron and AD because Marcus Morris, Marquise Morris played really good for them instead of Kuzma. You know, they also did re-sign Kuzma, by the way. So, you know, adding that now, they've got a lot of players. They need to see what's their best five, you know, because it might not be Kuzma in there. You never know. Or it could be Caruso in there, you know. You just never know. KCP plays really well with AD and LeBron, you know. So it's an interesting thing to see because a lot of players on that team would get decent minutes at other clubs in the NBA. Yeah, you definitely. Know? And the player for the player to watch, I think, is going to be Talon Horton Tucker because he got decent minutes today in the game. Previously, you know, he came on before Wes Matthews. You know, he was one of the first players off their bench. So it's going to be interesting to see what they do. You know, I think they'll still be right now, all said and done, they're the best team in the league. You know, they still got LeBron, who's the best player, and AD's probably a top three player right now. You know, yeah. so they'll be really good. Yeah, no, it's going to be. I'm excited to see how they go this season. So I mean, there's always potential that potential for them winning, winning another a chip, and they've definitely got those. You know, they're obviously touted too with the new power rankings and all the percentages coming out of who's going to repeat. So I'm I'm excited to uh, to see where they go. Absolutely, absolutely. So we'll just go quickly into our award races now. We have uh, the six man. Lock, you had Dennis Schroeder. No, I had. Oh yeah, you did have Dennis Schroeder at the time. I did, but I I am I loved. I can't go away from my man at OKC. I just think with the, the the team he has, six man. Did you say? Six man. Oh, six man, man. Oh, I'm, oh, I'm thinking of most improved. You're thinking of most improved. My bad. My bad. Um, yeah, definitely Dennis Schroeder. I think there's there's chance, but however, I might have to change that because it looks like at the moment he might be starting. So yeah, he might be. There, there is. Look, I'll I'll, I'll throw a potential. Oh, who did I say early in the podcast? Jeez, I mentioned his name. I can't think of it. Well, Melo's up there, so... We'll, yeah, I, we'll... I, I actually had Carmelo Anthony. I think with the Blazers, I think he's going to be an instant impact off the bench. And, you know, on with six men, they, all they really look at is points. You know, if you get a lot of points off the bench, you'll be a six man. So I have Carmelo. I think he'll be a great piece for them. You had Schroeder at the time, but if he doesn't start, a dark horse, I reckon, to watch is Danilo Gallinari also. Yeah, I definitely. I think he'll be, a, you know, maybe a smoky. And you also have to throw Lou Williams in there. We'll have deep Defensive Player of the Year. We both had AD, you know. Yeah, I just think... This year's just going to be, I think, you know, hopefully. Now that he got the chip, now he'll get the recognition chip, he deserves. You know, he wants to, he needs a bit more recognition on his name and come out and, you know, defend that paint. He's the Lakers anchor on D, so hopefully he, he can come out and do that. Yeah, absolutely. Our most improved. Lockie, you also had, you mean you were talking about earlier, Shea? Shea, yeah. I'm a big fan of Shea. And um, I just think, again, with the position he's in and where he's playing, it's kind it, of his. I think it, it's, it's almost award a, to lose. his award to lose. Exactly. Yeah. So hopefully he can perform to what we're, we're talking about now. Yeah, I think he'll be. So, I, the reason I didn't have him because I didn't want to be, you know, the exact same as you. But I still think yeah he'll probably most likely get that. I had Kobe White as a player who could get most improved. I think having Donovan, uh, Billy Donovan there, it will really help them in that sense, and they'll be able to play you know a different type of basketball. And Billy Donovan's been has shown you that he's able to get most out of his players just past season with OKC. So I think he can be that, you know, that a piece like that. And I think he can take another step forward and be another player that, you know, takes a step. Might be absolutely wrong, but I still think that he can be a good player in this league. Our Rookie of the Year, Locke, you had a Smokey. I said Denny Advia yep. as well, just because of the, he, he is in a good position there to win win games and have, you know, average maybe 13 points a game here. Yeah, He's probably one of the most, you know, ready players out there with the player... Just based on the fact that they have who they have on their roster, and they're gonna he's gonna get minutes, he's gonna get his shots as well. So it will be interesting to see how they go. 
And I think my my only other dark horse I did speak about was James Wiseman later yeah. earlier in the podcast. And I think he's probably the only other player I could say that could give a person run, a run for their money. And and back on that six-man award, I did have another player that I just came up with was Spencer Dinwiddie as well. Yep. If he does play either the backup point guard position, you know, or Karis LeVert, whichever one of those are coming off the bench. Yeah, I think you know, both of them at the moment could, coming off the could, bench. Could actually, Spencer started today, Karis came off the bench. Yeah. Whichever one comes off the bench, I think they could be their Smokey for the six-man. Yeah, absolutely. I had Melo as a rookie of the year. I think it will be kind of like he used to lose in that sense where... Everything he does, it gets projected that it's better than what it is. You know, he hasn't really had a big scoring game, but just his playmaking and visions, he makes teams better. He makes his players better. So I think he'll probably be the rookie of the year. Uh, MVP, Locke, you had Mr. LeBron James? I did have LeBron. Um, I had him based on the fact that I thought, you know, he'll come out and have a massive season. It, it's, it's, it's looking more like that. You know, we said this, made these predictions a couple of weeks ago. It's more looking like he'll, he'll have a lot of rest. Yeah, so I don't think my, he'll play that much during the regular you know, season. That's my only problem that with that. So my other one would be my Luka Doncic. So, yeah. But apart from that, that I'd like to see LeBron win another MVP. That's why I put his name down because I think every year he deserves it. Yeah. I, However, hundred percent. He's the best player in the league. Yeah. However, if there's anyone else there out there, it, it would be Luka for me. I have Damian Lillard. I think I'm real high on the Blazers, man. I really like them. I think if they have a big season, they get in that top four, top five. You don't need to be the best team in the league to win MVP. We've seen that Russell Westbrook got it. When he was MVP, James Harden got it when they were the, you know, they weren't, I think they were the one or the second seed, but they weren't the clear cut best team. You know, I think he'll get, I think he'll be really up there. And I think he should, he could maybe lead the lead in scoring because he, he when he played in the bubble, he was probably the best player in the bubble. By far. You know, in the, in the whole thing, you know. So I think that he can really, really have a shake at that award. And that, that's my Smokey. I don't know how much he's paying, but man, I, if, if I was a betting man, which I'm not, I wouldn't mind putting some, some coin on him. Some coin on him. Yeah. Just before we go, finals preview as it stands today, 23rd of December. I'll go Lakers and Nets. Yeah, that's what I had to. I think they're the best two teams in the league. Yeah. We'll wrap that up right now. Thank you for listening. Take your time. Bye. Nick off. I'm done anyways. Well, you press, just press the red button.